You're listening to the Sheep Spot Podcast, a show for hand spinners about making yarns we love. Hey there, Sheep Spotters. Welcome to episode 12. I'm Sasha from SheepSpot.com, where we offer diverse hand-dyed wools and the information and support you need to make them into beautiful yarns. As promised, this week's episode is all about how to use a couple of simple tools to get better results every time you ply. And those tools are storage bobbins and a bobbin weaver. A a (laughs) bobbin weaver. No, a bobbin winder. Uh, These tools are actually made for weavers, but they can really help you up your plying game. So the storage bobbins are just small plastic bobbins. There are also some that are made out of cardboard, probably more sustainable. Um, I use the six-inch bobbins from Schacht, which cost about $2.50 each. Um, a bobbin winder is a bigger investment. The versions from Louet and Schacht uh, both cost well over $100, which is certainly prohibitive for lots of folks. But there is a new bobbin winder on the market. I haven't tried it, but it's been well-reviewed on Etsy, and it costs about $60 US. Uh, and you can also... Um, make a DIY bobbin winder using an electric drill. Lots of people do that. So here's how this works. You've got your singles on the bobbin on your wheel, which for the sake of argument, I'm going to, I'm going to call wheel bobbins. So the bobbins that came with your wheel are your wheel bobbins as opposed to the storage bobbins. So you clamp your bobbin winder onto a table. You put your wheel across the room so that the singles will come off the side of the bobbin, not the end, that is crucial, and wind onto the side of the storage bobbin. So if you're winding from the side of the wheel bobbin onto the side of the storage bobbin, you won't increase or decrease the twist in your singles by rewinding them. I like to loosen the tension on my brake band enough that the singles come off easily, but not so much that there's no tension at all on the wheel bobbin. So you put a storage bobbin onto your winder, you wrap the end of your singles around the bobbin a couple of times, and then you just transfer the singles from the bobbin on your wheel to the storage bobbin. Uh, There's a lovely video from Rachel Smith over at Welford Pearls, which I'm going to link to in the show notes, that just shows the whole process. It's very simple. Now, you may well be saying, Sasha, life is complicated enough. Why add a whole extra step to every spinning project? And I've got four reasons why. So here's why. The the first, and this is really the most important one. If you're spinning for a big project and you don't have enough wheel bobbins to hold all the singles for the project, you're going to be forced to spin and then ply and spin and then ply and then spin and then ply because you're, you're constantly needing to empty bobbins. Using storage bobbins means that you can spin all the singles for the project first, which probably means they'll be more consistent than if you spin and then ply, spin and then ply. 
Um, you can spin all the singles first without buying more wheel bobbins, which are really expensive. And <clears throat> so even for the hugest spinning project ever, you can get by with just the bobbins that came with your wheel. And it also means that when you're plying, you can mix up the storage bobbins when you ply, which means that your yarn will be definitely be more consistent over the entire project. So when you're, when you spin and ply, spin and ply, um, if your singles vary over the course of the project, which they will, because you're a human and not a machine, you're actually compounding that inconsistency in the plying. So let's say you start off your singles, um, are at a particular wraps per inch. And as you, um, spin the singles for the project, they vary a little bit in WPI. If you are spinning and then plying each time, as opposed to using storage bobbins, you are actually going to be compounding any, any inconsistency in the singles in the plying. So this allows you to kind of randomize things. Um, and I just do this I just really do it randomly. I don't number bobbins or anything like that. I just um, wind everything off onto storage bobbins and then I just ply from them pretty randomly. Um, so you'll get a much more consistent yarn over the course of a big project. So that's the first reason. Reason number two is that you will have more consistent twist in your singles if you rewind because, and this is why I said to put your wheel across the room from your bobbin winder, um, rewinding will actually, as the yarn travels over that distance from the wheel bobbin to the storage bobbin, it's actually going to give the twist a chance to level out over the singles. Also, if you are, if you're spinning a very high twist singles and maybe you have some pigtails in there, this lets you smooth them out when they go on to the storage bobbin, which makes plying much easier. Number three, if you're someone who frequently forgets to change hooks or to move your hook um, as you're spinning your singles and you load your, you tend to load your bobbins pretty unevenly, uh, plying will be much easier from the neater bobbins that you'll get when you rewind them. And finally, number four, um, rewinding your singles onto storage bobbins can help solve the problem of getting to the end of a plying project and ending up with lots of singles on one bobbin. There's nothing more irritating, right? Um, you've laboriously spun these singles and you ply and you end up with this just a whack of singles left over. I hate that. So, um, so here's, here's what I do. Let's say I'm going to make a two ply yarn. I'll put my singles onto three or four storage bobbins. So I always want more storage bobbins than the number of plies that I'm going to use. And I put them all on my lazy Kate. And then I just ply from the different bobbins and gradually level out the number, the amount of singles on the bobbins just by, you know, breaking um, the 
singles and working from another bobbin for a while. Um, and so I gradually level out <clears throat> the um, storage bobbins until I end up with two bobbins with about the same amount of uh, singles on them. And I just eyeball it and a third bobbin with just a little bit of yarn on it. Then I ply from the two bobbins that look like they have the same amount of singles on them until one of them runs out, because even though they look like they have the same amount of singles, they probably do not. And then I just join that little bit that I've reserved from the third bobbin. And after practicing this technique for some time now, um, and it did take me a little while to, to figure out how to do this, but nowadays I rarely end up with more than a couple of yards of singles left over at the end. And I really love that. It's a huge advantage to the storage bobbin system for me. So that is about it for me this week. I hope that I've convinced you to give rewinding your bobbins a try. I really do this for just about every skein I make. And I really think it improves my final results quite a bit. And I would never spin for a large project without my storage bobbins and bobbin winder ready to hand. Um, you can find the show notes for this episode with links to everything I've mentioned, including that $60 bobbin winder at sheepspot.com slash podcast slash episode 12. And if you'd like to get an email notification each week when the show posts, just subscribe to my newsletter at www.sheepspot.com slash subscribe. Subscribers get exclusive access to transcripts of the podcast, as well as weekly Sheepspot news and the occasional coupon code to the online store. Sheepspot.com slash subscribe. Thank you so much for listening, guys. I will see you next week. Bye.